Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina. Dr. Delvina Thomas. And South Florida, the host of the Brand Love Podcast. Yes, we are here. It's Sunday night. Today is January 9th, 2022. We are in the new year. And I want to say happy birthday to my oldest brother, Robert. His birthday was yesterday, actually. But happy birthday to him over the airways. Big ups to my big brother. He's uh, the person who taught me a lot of what I knew and motivated me to uh, do well in school and to go on to college and to be that I, be all that I could be. Ha ha ha. Um, so tonight is um, uh, an episode that is um, sort of a repeat. If you follow me on YouTube, you know that on my channel, I had a dating panel. It consisted of a bunch of folks you'll hear in the beginning part of the panel, the introduction, you'll hear the folks who were on. We had three guys and two gals, and it was pretty interesting. I'm going to break it into two parts, though. I don't want to play the entire episode was like almost two hours. Well, it was like an hour and a half. I had to stop it. We were like still going strong, but I didn't want to do information overload, and it seemed like the folks who were watching were pretty engaged as well. So I thought I would bring it to you here on the podcast, especially because, um, you know, just to switch it up a little bit. I also have some interesting episodes coming up very soon. So um, continue to follow me here on on whatever uh, platform you're listening. The Brain Love Podcast is on all of the podcast platforms, please subscribe and give me a rating. I always beg you guys to do this. So one of these days, you're going to do it. Yes, you. I'm talking to you. So listen, you'll hear the dating panel, the introduction. I say it's another Thursday night. Obviously, it's Sunday night. It's all good, though. I wanted to share these pearls because, you know, people are dropping nuggets up in this on this panel. So Take the couch with me, with us, with the dating panel, and um, send your questions, send your responses, send your comments, concerns. Send them to my email, which is info, I-N-F-O, at drdelvina.help. Doctor is not spelled out. It's abbreviated as info, I-N-F-O, at D-R, D as in Delta, E-L, V as in Victor, E-N as in November, A, dot help, H-E-L-P. Send your questions and concerns or DM me, DM me on Facebook. We have the Brain Love Podcast Facebook page as well as on Instagram. You can DM me at Dr. Delvina. It's the same way, D-R Delvina, D-E-L-V-E-N-A. All right, y'all, you ready? Come on, take the couch with me. Hey, 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 guys. It's another Another Thursday night, it's time for another episode of Therapy Thursday. You are tuning into my YouTube channel. This is Dr. Delvina Thomas, board-certified psychiatrist in South Florida. And we're ready to get this party started, guys. Tonight, we have a dating panel, a relationship panel. And I have some guests joining me because I can't always be the one talking about dating and relationships, sex, men and women, right? I have to have some help from some of my favorite personalities out here across the country. I have someone repping Philadelphia. I have someone repping Houston. We have two ladies here in South Florida with me repping South Florida. Um, I have my co-host, who's Lynn Sturdivant. I have to ask him, where is he repping from? I, I forgot to even ask him that question. So he'll let us know. And we also have someone repping out of California. So I want you to take a look at our panel. These, these are our gorgeous, handsome, fine-ass panel that we have on tonight. And not only are these people attractive, but they have a lot of experience in dating. So they are considered life experts in what they do, life experts in dating. So I would like to introduce them one at a time. But first, I'm going to bring up my co-host because I'm always the one, you know, mediating a discussion. So, hey, how are you? Hi, Dr. Delfina. I am well. 
How are you? I'm, I'm very well. Thank you for joining me tonight, guys. This is Leonard Sturdivant. Am I saying your last name properly? You are saying it properly. Perfect. He is the love coach. So, coach, if you have, turn your volume down a little bit because I have an echo coming from your computer. Turn your volume down just a tad, or if you have headphones, use those or earpods, use some earpods so that way there's no echo. And while you do that, I'm just going to mute you as I give folks your bio so they can understand why you are on co-hosting with me tonight. So this is the Love Coach Guys. He's a psychologist and relationship expert. He has a master's in psychology from North Carolina Central University and completed 140 hours of doctoral training in marriage and family therapy at Virginia Tech. He's conducted several workshops and conferences on relationships. He's held panel discussions on marriages and divorce. His main focus of work is in relationship, family consultations, divorce interventions, and the status as a relationship expert comes with over 10 years of experience and several publications in the field of marriage and family and relationships. So are you married, Lynn? Okay. Are you, you married? Me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Am I muted? Nope, you are not muted. So I am going to pull you from the broadcast while you work on that for a second so I can introduce the other panelists. Just test your sound and your mic and you should be good. I'll bring you back. So guys, I want to introduce you ladies first. I'm going to introduce you first to Ms. Marika Williams. Hello there. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well tonight. Looking forward to this panel. Awesome. So single, never married, married. What's up? What's your status? Single. As Have, I you. <laughs> Have you ever married? No, never been married. Okay. And what was your best date? Describe your best date. Well, he listened. And so he gave me a experience. So leading up to our date, he had a card for me. So every single day he dropped off a card. And so that day just came to the next day. And then when we had our date, I was like, wow. Whoa. So, so he definitely gave, an experience to remember. He gave you cards leading up to the first date? Correct. That was like little clues as to what our date would be like. Wow. And yeah. so was the first date all that? It was all that. And I was just blown away. I had never experienced anything like that before. So I was very impressed. All right. Okay. So there are some men out here who know what to do for women when they're whining and dining and getting to know us. Yes, they are. Okay. All right. You'll be back. I'm going to place you back out. All right. And so next up, guys, we are going to hear from Miss Natasha Housen. Hello there. Technical difficulties. I'll let you work on that. We're going to have to go over to the men. <laughs> so let me take it to Mr. Brandon Chasting. Hey, B. Listen, delightful evening with Miss Miss Doctor Delvina. How are you? Hey, yes, we've been on before together. Yes. You've done some lives with me on Facebook, on Instagram. We've talked about relationships, men and women. I'm so glad to have you back. Thank you. Tell folks a little bit about who you are and what you do. I am the top motivator in the world and the sober messenger. Um, I, I'm here to help those. Who are struggling with drug addiction, educate um, our community, speak on mental health and um, gun violence. Okay. And I love that tea you've been rocking. I don't want to kill you. I want to heal with you. That's right. I don't want to kill you. I want to heal with you. That's what we need in our communities is some, some healing. So guys, he has a YouTube channel. Subscribe to his channel, Brad, Brandon Chasting. Follow him on Instagram b.mcfly underscore he will be back thank you brandon thank you 
All right. <laughs> they call you Ankh. That is, I uh, I am su successfully transitioning from uh, from everybody's favorite uh, Zaddy to everybody's favorite uncle. So uh, cheers to me for growth. <laughs> I'm looking forward right. to mixing it up. That's right. So tell us, what's the biggest challenge in dating? I think the biggest challenge in dating right now is people not being realistic in their expectations, not being realistic in their value um, to themselves, more importantly, and they're not standing on it, right? People negotiate against themselves. That's why they never get what they want. Thank you so much for that. I'll bring you back, Wood. You got it. Wood is the personal performance coach. You can follow him at Viva Wood Life. WoodGatlin.com is his website. Now, this dude who I'm about to bring up now, my goodness, he is also on YouTube, has a YouTube channel. You need to subscribe to Mr. 1950. Yeah, we in this thing. <laughs> we in this thing. All right. Okay. Hey, okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, thanks for the invite. Hey, let's turn this thing up. You know, I don't know the young lady, but boy, that sounds like some simping. Uh, old boy was doing for the first day, putting the car and all that. Where did it get him? Did he, did, did, where did it get him? Let's, let's ask that. Where did it get him, right? <laughs> when she comes back, you can ask her that. Oh, we, oh, oh, we can never ask that. Yeah, that's good. Did it work out? Yeah. So, Mr. 1950, tell us, what was your best date? Whether it was a date oh, oh. a lady on or a date a lady yeah. to one. So, the best date that I've ever had in my entire life is when I took myself out. So, we, we I, I think, I, I don't think nobody can compete with the love that you have for yourself. And I think a lot of times people look for validation from others. Um, but the enjoyment I have bringing myself out, you know, got me some, some crab and steak, uh, looked at the beer and just really, before I left, I was sharp and said, you know what? I'm that MF. So, you know what? We're going to go out. We're going to have a great time and we're going to enjoy us today. So my best date of all time, nobody could beat the date with myself. So, you know, loved it. Can I just say, uh, just this may be a stereotype to say this, but I hear mm -hmm. women say that a lot that they took themselves hey. out on the date. Yeah, hey, 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 I'm telling you, man, what, what did my man say earlier? Uh, mental health, men need to start uh, enjoying themselves because ain't nobody else going to enjoy you, brothers. I'm we just got to get out there. Oh, yeah, we got to get out there and 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 take ourselves out. We we are kings and we have to love ourselves a lot of men that's why you see a lot of men as suckers and they do sucker stuff because they don't have self-worth and what they do is they look for women to validate them they like like you never supposed to put a woman on a pedestal you hear that statement all the time put her on a pedestal well putting her on a pedestal means above yourself you you should never put nobody above yourself so I, i'm looking forward to the panel i'm ready to get it on today let's go all right. Thank you so much, guys. Subscribe to his YouTube at Mr. 1950. Yeah, yeah. I want some life. You want to change your life. All right. So I'll bring you back, Mr. 1950. Thank All right. you so much. I'm so surprised to hear those comments from him because he's always talking about men emasculating themselves. I just have to say that. And I also forgot to mention that Wood Gatlin is always giving women the inside scoop to everything. Let's see if my last panelist is ready to go. Hello there. Hi, Dr. Zelvina. How are you? Ooh, I was about to say, if your sound is not working, girl. And <laughs> <laughs> no, it's working fine. I'm here. Welcome to the show, Natasha. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. So tell us what some of the what are some of the biggest challenging in dating? And for before you answer, for those of you just joining us, thank you for tuning in. I'm just introducing the panelists one by one so that way you can see their handles and also just to ask them each a question and I will be bringing them all back together so we can have this serious engaging discussion about men and women dating relationships and sex. So what's the biggest challenge in dating, Natasha? 
Well, I would say one of my biggest challenges are um, meeting the representative, not actually meeting the actual person. Um, people um, start out um, by representing themselves as someone that they end up not being. The more that you talk to them, get to know them. So mm-hmm. I would say that's one of my biggest challenges. Okay. And that's probably pretty common. That's why we say you got to get to know someone for at least 90 days before you promote them. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'll be bringing you back. You're welcome. So let's see if you're ready. Psychologist, can you hear me? I can hear you. Perfect. You're ready to go. So tell folks, where are you currently? Where do you practice? I am here in Durham, North Carolina. Perfect. Okay. So we got a little bit of East Coast here. We got Philly, as I said, Florida. We got North Carolina, um, Southeast. And so you are a relationship expert or relationship therapist, and you help with divorces and um, marriages, family. Yeah, I put out a lot of fires uh, (laughs) because 90% of the people who get a divorce do not seek any form of therapy. Or, or anything. And so that's a really high percentage. However, 43% of them regret it within eight months because they pulled that trigger and didn't get the help that they needed. Okay. So what are some common pitfalls that you've seen in relationships that have led to divorces? Well, I think the, the main question that each person in in the in the diet has to ask is how do you love yourself it is impossible to be in a love relationship and i don't know how to love myself if i don't know how to love myself i'll make you take care of me and and that's where the party starts because all of your childhood crap comes up in a relationship there's no other place to discharge that kind of energy other than being in a relationship all right. I love that. You took it back to childhood. You know, oh, yeah, I go down that road. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we have to. A lot of relationship problems stem from a person's childhood traumas and also the relationship issues that they don't have. No relationship with dad, no relationship with mom or um, you know, a very challenging relationship with one of those parents. Okay, so mm-hmm. let's go ahead and get this party started. Let's bring back our panelists. All right, guys. So before we get started, I'd like to show you guys a video, and I want to get your thoughts on this video, okay? All right. Intelligent, responsible very attractive woman because when she's being domestic the best lingerie is an apron i'm gonna tell you right now the best lingerie for a man is an apron tell her to put it on ass naked with an apron on prancing lingerie this is what i'm trying to tell you men you guys out here with false attraction Oh, them them red bottom heels and Gucci dress she had on Louis. I don't give a fuck about that. Can you make pasta? Can you fucking put some lasagna on? Can you do some shit that I don't even know what the name of it? Oh shit, this shit is good. What, what is this, babe? And she start telling you what the fuck it is. What the fuck I'm talking about? That's what we need in life. We need. All right. I think I will go to the ladies first to see. Marika, I saw you making a face. How do you feel about hearing a man say that he wants a woman in an apron cooking and wearing her red bottom heels? You know, it's funny. One of my um, girlfriends sent me a book about something similar about that. Um, I don't have a problem, but I think we're more than that. We're more than being naked and wearing rare bottoms and cooking and all of this stuff is more to us than that. So I, I think you just have to dig a little bit deeper and not on the shallow surface. Okay. So was Mr. 1950 being shallow? Just a little. 
Um, I mean, he has his views. I have mine. I think it's good to know that you can cook. You can take care of a household. You can budget. You can take care of the children. You can have a job. You can have all of those things. Um, I actually had a friend who gave me a book about having it all and being a well-rounded woman as opposed to just one thing. So I guess I need for him to elaborate a little bit. And I'll just interject and say that I just showed that one little clip. But Mr. 1950, I've watched a lot of your stuff, and I, I think it is a fair mm -hmm. representation and mm -hmm. how you conduct business. <laughs> hey, hey. So, so, so a lot of it, what it is, is that you know, a lot of women like they want, they want it all, right? But then when a man has a plan for them, they see too much work involved. Oh, that, that that's too much work. That I I I don't want to I don't want to be involved with a man that has expectations for me. You know, I you should love me for me. And so what I try to do is make sure in I think I think any woman of course should be appreciated for what she does. But see, I I view women like this. Women are helpmates, and I think we lose focus of that. I think a lot of times we get so social media that we believe that women are the most special things on the planet. No, no, we are special. And what it is is that we bring things to the table that you expect from me. So when I have expectations, why is that a problem, right? So let me explain it really quick and, I, and I'll pass it on. If, if, if we're out in public and a man said something to your face, you would immediately expect for me to check him immediately. And if I didn't, then you will have an emotional problem with that. Maybe there or later on, you would be like, I do not feel safe with this gentleman. He's not protecting me. Nurturing to a man is making sure that things are taken care of inside this household. So when I have my expectations, it's shallow. But when a woman has her expectations, that is something she needs in order to feel safe. So I, I don't know. I, I'm just saying I have expectations the same as a woman has expectations. That's it. That's all. I love aprons, by the way, too. <laughs> aprons okay. means you have skills and you're cooking something from scratch, not pushing the microwave number. That's what we, you know. We need something like grandma made it. You know what I mean? Let's get our kids in here and, and, and eat good with, 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 you know, full course meals. Not, not the Kraft macaroni and cheese in the box because we want to go out with our friends for, uh, for happy hour. Where are you meeting it's me? all good, though. What you mean meeting? What you mean it's 90, 90 you, you frowned at men earlier. This is 90% of women. 90% do not have skills. But when they when they say, oh, most men are bad, they what do y'all say? Most men are terrible. Oh, I just want to just just quit. I just want to. But when we say 90% of women wow. are bad, there's <laughs> no accountability in that. 90% of women can't make top ramen. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. He's just throwing out random numbers. I love it. Hey, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm so waiting. Random. <laughs> so random. <laughs> hey, all right. Because I would Prove like to wrong. know what age group was that that you surveyed that you feel like 90% of the women only know how to eat. Uh, what age group 18, was that, Mr. 1950? 18, 18 to 50? That is not correct. You need to stop <laughs> it right 18, 18 to 50? Right now. I don't know I why I women... I can't even debate are you, you because you're not even making sense. Make it make sense how many, we'll have a conversation. How many things... How many things how many, I'm going to talk to the fellas. How many women you know you've been with hosted Thanksgiving? Or do we go to grandma or auntie house? You do, they don't host Thanksgiving. Because grandma is not at the house. No skills. No No skills. We should be going to grandma's house. No, 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 no. Create your own tradition. Grandma needs to be an invite. Okay, it is time grandma, for these age. Grandma doesn't think anybody no. better than she can. I, so stop oh, it. See, that's the see, and that's the problem. Oh my Somebody God. needs to challenge. So, Somebody needs to challenge Grandma. Let her know. Hey, my cooking game. You taught well, me well. Come to the house, Grandma. Oh, come you on, Grandma loves me. me. Grandma I mean, loves me. They love. Well, you challenge me. Grandma then. 
taller. <laughs> Grandma okay. loves strong men. So that's the second, ladies and gents. So what I'm hearing now from Mr. 1950s, he believes that traditional women, or excuse me, modern day women are no longer cooking, don't know how to cook, don't care to cook, and um, they can't cook, so they're not doing traditional things like hosting dinners at their homes. They're instead going to a grandmother's house or to their mother's house. And that's not what you're seeking, I take it, Mr. 1950. You want nah. Cook. Nah, you, you got a woman with kids. You want to create tradition for your family. It's not about everybody else. It's about your family and your kids. We stop. Let's stop bringing her to a 70 year old grandma. I love her, but let, let, let's create our own traditions here. Like when, it, when is grandma going to be, who's the next one up? That's the, that's the name of the game. Stop with all this Oh, let's just let's just go to eight different houses. No, we at our house. Okay. And we're gonna so, be hosting over here. I have a comment. Someone said, I eat really well. Get your ass in the kitchen. Do you know how to cook, Mr. 1950? Oh, yeah, I enjoy cooking. <laughs> but it, it, it's real, that's a real easy out right there when they when they say that. Because what they're saying is, is that I'm not investing in this man enough to make sure he's happy. I'd rather challenge him on his theory. You know what? If a if a woman wants me to take care of certain things in her life, then I'm gonna take care of those things in her life to make her happy. So making me happy will be cooking. Why would the first thing you tell me is, is can you cook? Why why would you even challenge me on that? You should be trying to make your man happy. Ooh. How about try to make your man happy and say, hey, you know what? He right. I'm gonna make sure his belly is full and I'm gonna take care of him because that's something he really wants. Okay. Make her happy. So, oh, okay, I'm, I'm with each other. Yeah, that's what we're here for. So I want to punt it to, to ta Natasha. Natasha, how do you make your man happy? <laughs> Who is that giggly? <laughs> why did you laugh, Glenn? Right, why did you laugh? Because you can't make nobody happy. You have to be able to make yourself happy. Why did I say that? You give a giving them the answers. <laughs> oh, my bad. Oh, sorry. I just... <laughs> <laughs> okay. That is, that is correct. You are correct, correct in that aspect. And once we are both happy, then we're able to be happy together. And happy together means compromise for me. That's what it means. Mm. Okay. All right. So are men and women out here compromising, Brandon? Um, No. And I think the reason I think the reason why a lot of men and women are not compromising because they haven't got help for their past trauma. So most people are used to what they used to. Most of us come into a relationship being a narcissistic, right? We 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 want what we want, and it's hard to be receptive to anybody else where we don't even know how to be receptive. And I think that's the number one reason on why relationships you know, they may start off good because of our dopamine, like that that energy, that love, that feeling, that's something new. That's that's going to give us that energy. But after a while, we still came in with past trauma that we never fixed from the past relationship. So compromising for the time being, but for the long stretch, no. Okay. You got anything you want to add, Coach Lynn? Well... 85% of black boys grow up without a father in the house. If I never see a man love my mama, then I'm going to have problems because I'm going to turn to my peer group TV and TV will inculcate you. If you watch enough of it, I can make you think whatever I want. If I have your attention for 80 hours a month, which is the average black adult. So 85% of black girls grow up with our daddy in the house. So she's never seen a man love her mama. That is going to impact the relationship on down the road. She's getting information from peer groups, from TV, and from the general environment. So these problems, all of your childhood crap is going to show up in a relationship. There's no other place to discharge it. So if I've never seen a man love my mama, I have no prototype in my mind on how to do it. Unless there was a man in my life that showed me 
or was a model for me. Other than that, and we could talk about spousification and parentification and all the rest of that stuff. If that, if the boy child has to step up when there's no man in the house because the vacuum creates. When the man leaves the relationship, it creates a vacuum. Who steps up in there? Normally, it's the boy child. And we could talk about spousification and how that's going to impact his relationships. And sometimes it's the girl child, and no one ever talks about that. Okay. So is any of what Lynn said resonating with you guys? Do you think when we're out here in these streets and we're dating and we're trying to get acquainted with people, do you guys think most men and women think about their childhood? Do, no, do, absolutely Do we think about the relationship we had with our father or didn't have with our father or the relationship we didn't have with our mother? Are we thinking about that? Because I believe if we were thinking about those things, we would be better in relationships because we would work on certain things. We would acknowledge certain things. We would try to tweak certain things so that we could be a better partner. It starts with us first. What, what did you want to say about that? Uh, I was going to say absolutely not. I think wholesale at a macro level, we do not. In the dating world, everybody wants a participation trophy. They just want to be rewarded and want things to happen because they showed up. And showing up is not how you get what you want. I think most people have an adverse reaction to looking themselves in the mirror, taking a real good look at themselves in the mirror for who they are, for who they are not, and deciding what they're going to change, what they're going to modify, what they're going to go through, as well as dig this. A lot of people know their what's, but have no ideas what their whys are. And if they knew their whys, a lot of times their what's would change, right? Um, and I, I think that's what you run into. So you have a lot of people that are looking, I think as, as the panelists said, A, for validation, B, they have a chip on their shoulder. Uh, so when something's not up to their liking, um, instead of looking inward to see what it is, it's immediately attacked from an adversarial versus an ally perspective. Um, I, I think when you boil all of that up and then they don't want to realize the baggage that not only the baggage they are carrying and dragging, the baggage they new baggage they're running to get, you end up with what you you end up with what you end up with, which is the dating space as we see it today. Okay. So I asked some of you, what are some of the challenges or your biggest challenges in dating? Um, Natasha, I asked you. I asked you, um, Mr. 1950, I think I asked you about your best date and you said it was your own date. Brandon, what has been some of your biggest challenges in dating? And not showing leadership. Mm. I believe that every woman loves a man that's a leader and not just financially right i'm talking about just being a leader period i realized that all the women that dated me didn't date me for leadership they probably dated me for totally other things like you know whether i, I look good to them whether i was popular for them at the time but it wasn't for leadership i all i me personally i always depended on a woman even from from day one so that's that was that's my that was my challenge you know like learning how to accept the negatives of who i am because they ne they've been presented to me but i never took a chance to just listen to my inner self of saying and accepting the fact that you're not a leader you know you're just leading with everything else but leadership so that was my uh, biggest challenge when you say that you relied on a woman, what do you mean by that? Just everything. Financial, when I'm going to eat, where I'm going to stay, when I'm going to get the next sex. <clears throat> Just all of that in one. You know how you know sometimes i mean i, I wasn't just a, a guy that was just sitting up here not going to work and playing video games all day but you know the majority of my adult life i'm say after, after i graduated from high school has always been dependent on a woman okay so someone is saying that they respect your honesty but why were you afraid why were you afraid to show leadership say it again Someone states, I respect his honesty, but why were you afraid to show leadership? Because I didn't, I was immature. So I show leadership in different ways 
but I didn't show leadership in leading a village or leading a couple or leading my mate at the time. So, and, and that takes a major responsibility. You know, it, it, anybody can anybody can lead with their penis. Anybody can lead with their physical attribute. But the leadership part of it is a little bit different. Like, can can a woman depend on me if she had to sit down for a while? And that answer. Yes. Was, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, no, I'm yeah. talking about for me personally. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So thank you for that transparency and for being so honest. That's a place where you once were, but you're no longer in that space. No, not at all. Clearly. I ain't been in that space for almost three years and nine months. So okay. Well, congratulations on that. Transformation is, is major. Yeah. So, Lynn, mm-hmm. what would you what would you add to that that discussion point that Brandon was making about learning, I guess learning to become dependent on a woman for your necessities, your life necessities, and then making the transition to becoming independent. I think oftentimes we see it as the other way around where women are leaning more so on men and relying on men and they're more dependent on a man. However, I think also in certain, I would say in certain communities and certain um subsets that you'll see a lot of that of men relying on the woman to provide the domicile um the living arrangements the roof over the head the food paying the bills and they're not responsible for as much because there are certain dynamics that may be taking place such as whatever he's doing in the streets or out in the community does that sound right to you brandon it sounds absolutely right drug addiction um you just creating you just it's like you're doing the bare you're doing the bare minimum to manipulate yourself as if you're doing something but the reality is this even if i was paying an electric bill right and i did a little bit of stuff here and there the bottom line is i'm sorry the bottom line is when it's all said and done this is what i'm talking about when it's all said and done can this woman and these potential and these children, if if any, can they depend on you? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, then all that little bare minimum shit don't even count at the end of the day. Anyone have comments? Now, I agree. I would kind of actually echo some of his 1950s points. So here's the deal, uh, particularly in our community, right? Men have not been taught to be men. And when I say being taught to be men, you can look at it from a stereotypical definition. But even if you say, have you taught yourself how to love yourself, how to take care of yourself, how to look out for you, whatever it means to you, there are three to four different men on this panel. And if you ask each of us what it means to be a man, there are probably going to be some common threads. But much like a political platform, a man needs a platform to stand on based on who he is, based on his taste, based on his preferences, his scruples, et cetera. So it's you have to do the groundwork first. And then once you do the groundwork, that's when the world opens up to you. And I think that's what what Brandon saw. Right. He didn't do the groundwork. He was just reactionary, just acting. I'm sure there was a lot of pent up stuff feeling like women kind of owed him or should be doing this thing. And then whether it was a life event or something happened, something triggered. And he was like, no, I'm going to let my nuts hang and I'm going to go do this, win, lose, or draw. No matter how it comes out, I'm going to put my back, put my shoulders up, back straight, 10 toes down, I'm going to make it happen. And once you do that, the world just opens up for you. You really out in the streets having it your way. Um, so I, I echo that point. And I think that is kind of going back to Lynn's point, right? That's that situation where when you have the nurturing or lack thereof raising a community of young men, and then they're thrown into this pool, right? And then we're taught, and I'm an advocate for women, but then we're taught that all everything that's special is from a woman. You don't realize the specialness that you have in of yourself, right? You don't realize that what's in between mm-hmm. my legs is just as important as what's in between your legs. You mm-hmm. you're taught that who you are is based strictly on how much money you make, what kind of bag you get, and how many women you lay, right? You, you don't realize sexual discipline is a thing and all these other types mm-hmm. of things. 
So I think that is what exacerbates that. And then what happens, right? It's a carrot and it's a stick. So if you keep getting and doing the things that gives you the rewards, if you will, what's the incentive to change, right? If there hasn't been a trigger, an event, or some evolutionary thought in your growth as a man. And I think that's where it's happening from a male perspective. And I think you'll find the inverse on the side with women, right? It's 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 two sides of the exact same coin that you can't, it's like it's like DNA. It's it's intermingled. You can't extrapolate it and pull it apart, right? So as you as you get one together, right, then that's going to happen. So statistically, you can tell me all these statistics about black men and black women. Let's say it's true at a macro level. At a micro level, I don't see none of that shit. Cause so the dating pool that I run in, I don't run into any of that at all. It's a reason for that. I, none of my homeboys are those statistics. None of the women that I date or engage are in those statistics. And that's a reason for that. But I digress. Men, I'm not as I'm not as articulate as my brother there, but but I will tell you is is men are soft. So bottom line is they're raised soft, they're mentally soft, and they they play the victim as if somebody cares about their feelings. Like nobody care in this world about a man. You need to understand that you have to find a way to get it. No matter what happened in your life, your childhood. Look, nobody cares about a crying, soft man. And everybody in the world, society is making it so big. To It's okay for men to know what you're doing is you got to understand when you create a gray area for non-leaders, non-respectable, soft men, then they're going to breed the same type of men. And these men are going to raise other young men to be just as soft as him. And then it's a whole created universe full of soft men. Let me tell you, nobody wants to say this, but it's about a 7%, 5 to 7% of strong men in this world. And that is who women gravitate to. And these other men, they, they live in a small space. They get what they can get. They live what they can live with. She ended up cheating on him, dogging him out, or even disrespecting him, or she's unfulfilled and unhappy mentally and emotionally. So at the end of the day, we we have to admit, in order for men to get better, masculinity has to take its toll. We have to start teaching young men to be stronger mentally and tougher. Back in the day, that's why I call myself Mr. 1950, because back in the day, it was like, look, dude, this is how life is. Life don't care about you. You better go get you work, get your education, take care of your family. It was simple, right? And now all of a sudden it's so complex. Everything is, everybody's a victim. Everybody wants to be, you know, touched in a way and cared for. Like nobody cares about that. That's the reality. We look at society. We all do it. We stroll in social media and laugh at other people's pain. We laugh. Let's just keep it all the way real. We're not like if we don't to particularly know you, do we truly care about you? How many condolences people really uh, care about when you put on people? AJ Johnson just died. Now, I personally, my, my family were real close to AJ Johnson. Like how many people was pray? Nobody, nobody care about his death. They care about what he did when he was on this planet. Like people have to be stronger and understand you can only control what you can control inside of your area. You can help others. Helping others is different, but caring, nobody cares about you as a man. You need to toughen up and be be just a better person in general. So I, I, I brought this up because one of the ladies on who's watching the live said men should not be submissive. That is not their proper role. Who, That's who, my own girl. Who agrees? Raise your hand if you agree that men should not be submissive. They men should never be a submissive. They should not be submissive. And Never. so we may need to have more dialogue about that, but men should not be submissive. So I'm going to push back on that. Right. I think in order to be an effective leader, right. You have to know how to follow. So I think we have a lot of men out here who don't, who can't, they can't submit to themselves. They can't submit to discipline. They can't submit to order being a, being a strong man. You're in areas, whether you're in the military, whether it's education, whether it's your if you go to church, whatever it is, there, there are, there are situations where you're going to submit. So I think, I think we just need to be clear on that, that one of the ways you learn how to lead 
is through is through submission, is through following. You, and that doesn't mean that, your that sounds like delegate. That sounds like delegate to me because I, I delegate. I'm not so, submitting to no one. Okay, so let me. So you you have a goal and you're gonna make it happen, right? You have to submit to yeah, them, right? Not you a soul. Yeah. So what it is is that I I fall on my own sword if I need to. So we we have to understand like we we just have a difference of belief. That doesn't mean that you're you're a bad leader, brother. I'm just saying it's it's a difference of opinion. Like I look, we could be partners. Me and her could be partners, but making decisions is not your your department, right? So if I'm making these decisions and something comes up and she's really good with money, she has some. She's really extremely good with money. I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to need you to handle uh, this aspect, and you need to show me how do, how do you do it so that I can do it. Mm. So the thing is, is now I'm delegating. I'm not, I'm not submitting to her. Oh, I, you know, for good, you need to go ahead and take care of this because you got it. And now I'm going to strengthen myself to make sure that I'm able to do it. There's a certain level of balance that men create. And one of those is financially. We better make sure we on our game, gentlemen. Because if you're not, you'd be like you'd be like everybody else is just hoping and wishing for some type of relationship. Respect comes with respect for yourself. I agree with right. that. that. I agree with 100. I put up this picture. I think we all saw this on social media recently. Read this: Only men can love a woman with no money, no house, or no car. Only a man can love a woman and expect nothing in return. Women can't do that. A woman's love comes with conditions. You must have this and that. A man just wants peace. The only thing women love unconditionally is their kids. That sounds like a bitter man. And, and that's false. <laughs> Real false. Okay. We Unbelievable. Got false from Unbelievable. Mr. He says this is man, false. I- yeah, I was in college. Let me tell you something. Gatlin said false. Brandon, what do you say? Yeah. False to this, or, or is this? I, I don't know. It just it just all depends on the individual. So, like the gentleman said, um, one ge- the 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 gentleman with the white shirt. And I'm sorry, no disrespect. What's your name again? Wood. Boy, all right, I see it now. I couldn't yeah. see the name at first because the the cover. I mean, he he doesn't he doesn't deal with or talk to people that's in that spectrum of you know like he deals with a certain you know type of people you know i i i come i come from a neighborhood where that's all that was shown Mm -hmm. so some people backgrounds are just totally different so i i mean it all depends on the individual some that may be true and it may be false depending on the individual Mm -hmm. Okay. okay Coach Lynn, do you have anything you'd like to add at this juncture? Woo. Okay. So <laughs> this this patriarchal convenience. When when I read that when I read that statement, it, it, it's like, you know, men can okay, so men can love a woman with, with no money, okay, no house, no car. But a woman's love comes with conditions. So what happened was we shifted from patriarchy, when women started getting education, when women started bringing money to the table, when women started to acquire property, jobs, houses, I mean, you name it, when they started to climb the ladder without men, they started to bring something different to the table. So this, this prior to women being able to take care of themselves, then it was the job of the man to be the quote-unquote leader. Now here, people throwing this thing around about leadership. The best leader has always been the best servant. And no one ever talks about the other side of the, of the equation. You, you know, leader, 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 you know, submit, submit, you know. It, it, no, you, you've got, if you want that woman to be submissive to you, then you have to serve her like a butler, okay? Then you can get what you need. And then what does that mean? What does that mean, like a butler, brother? What does that mean, like a butler? You serve her. It, it means exactly what I said. You serve her. I, 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 I need, I need some, cl- I need some a, real you clarification. In the house you wouldn't know what that was like. Oh, I, oh, I got a dad, mom, and dad married. Like, what, I don't like. I'm telling you right. That's what I'm saying. You talking to somebody that know the game? I'm just trying to figure out, brother. When you say butler, 
Yeah, I, I think that's quite that's quite that's quite disturbing because well, of a woman. If we said that about a woman, if we said that about a woman, how would we feel about that, brother? We say, oh, a woman needs to serve her man like a butler. Well, you see, the thing is, it's reciprocal because there's going to come a time when you laid the hell out and you can't do shit for yourself and you're going to need somebody to serve you. Right. Well, uh, I, I mean, let oh, me you tell you something, that, brother. Right? God, the God, that? God got me. God got me, brother. You 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 talking to a straight silver back here, man? Hey, I, I just I just dealt with three weeks. I just dealt with three weeks of COVID like a champ. Took it on the chin. Can I? Can I? Yeah. So can I speak on that real quick? Sure, sure. So I was I was I wasn't raised with my mother and father, right? They both and they had me at a crazy young age, fourteen and sixteen, right? But I was raised to be a warrior for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, I was raised to not, like, I was always told, you better not let them hit you. You better stop mm-hmm. crying like a little girl. You better keep fighting and don't ever give up. And and I was raised on principles, right? And sometimes I feel like guys from my my community that's been, that's that was, you know, aggressive, been locked up and, you know what I mean? Like go been through ups and downs and never had a mother and father around. I think we stand firm on principles that matter, but they don't matter when it comes down to relationships. It's like, it's like we're being taught principles. Like I can protect you. I ain't going to let nobody do nothing to you, but I can't do nothing else as much as you want me to. And from my neighborhood, a lot of women is just looking for a man's man in that department. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm saying, like, all this is just depends on the individual. Yeah. Well, I think, too, man. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, D. So I, I just wanted to give the ladies an opportunity to, to jump in. I asked the guys if this was true or not. Ladies, talk to me. Tasha, I'm going to start with you. Can you love a man with no house, no car, no money? Could you love a man with no house, no car, no money? Um, I would say the younger me could have, but the adult grown me, no, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> I think when you're younger and you and the person that you meet may be trying to figure it out and you're at that point in your life, then sure, definitely. But um, like I said, I'm a grown woman right now. I own my own home. Um, I have my own business. I have several things that I'm doing right now. I have raised a very um, functional 18-year-old son on my own. So no. Congratulations. Thank you. I don't think I could introduce him to an adult man that is in the age group that I'm in that presently does not have a car or home. So no, at 20 maybe, but not at the age I'm at right now. So I think that's all relative to the age group that you're in and the space you are in your life at that particular moment. Okay. Barika, what says you? I definitely agree with um, Natasha. At this age and stage in my life, absolutely not. Um, I did a pivot in my career. I changed from working in government to now a nurse, finishing nursing school. And at that point in my life, someone told me, he was like, why did you wait into now to just change careers? You know, you had this and you had that, but at the same time, you want more for your life. And whomever that I'm with, I want them to want what I want and even more. So dating down is not something that I can tolerate anymore. Um, Knowing who I am, having boundaries for myself, especially self-respect. I have a 15 year old and I am building a legacy for us. I am her role model. And I definitely don't want her to feel as though she needs to do things just to have a man. Because when you do things like that, you open yourself up to so much hurt. And at this point in my life, I will not tolerate it. I will not be hurt ever again. Okay. So interesting to me that the fellas said that this wasn't true, but the ladies just said, Hell yeah, this is true. We can't love a man that has no money, no car, no house. We can't do it. Not at this point in our lives. So cool. it's relative. You shouldn't say that we, what we're saying I, I is said, relative to the space you are in your life. 
Right. So it's I yes and no at the same time. time. Yeah. Well, at this point in your life, no. So, mm-hmm. Right. It's so, so, you got to have equality. I mean, you, you, you have to be equally yoked. Education, correct. finance, religion, spiritual, I mean, all of that. If you date up, you're going to be a saint. If you date down, you'll probably be an asshole. So what everybody is saying is you got to date right here. This is where the date, this is where intimacy occurs, right here in the middle. You can't have intimacy dating up or down because there's no equality. You can't have intimacy without equality. So I, I think this, getting back to that point, right? A lot of people, let's just be honest. You just don't need to be fucking dating. If you don't have, it's like if I go to the casino, right? I can go to the casino and I can play blackjack. There's going to be a $5 table. There's going to be a $25 table. There's going to be a $50 table and so on and so forth. You need to be able to meet the table stakes, the mandatory minimums for the table in which you wish to play, period. And if you don't have it, take your ass out the casino, go get your resources together, and then come back. <laughs> and I think so, that is yeah. you prioritization. You know what I mean? And, and let's be clear, right? There's no this. This is this isn't a gender thing. This is a human thing. Because I there are plenty of women who don't measure up to what it is they want, and same thing with men. And when I'm saying measure up, I'm talking about meeting the mandatory minimums, right? Like if you have a child, you're not gonna give your child Scooby snacks because they clean their room and got some decent grades. Now maybe because they consistently perform and do this, then at that point you acknowledge the consistency. But just doing what you're supposed to do, there's no. There's no participation trophy in this game. It's not. You you winning or you losing. There is no in between. Yeah, so you gotta realize the, the the attack on black males. So let, let's let's get down to the to the micro level of what's been happening, mm-hmm. the, especially the attack on heterosexual black males. So this thing has been going on for years. And when the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was passed, the only time a woman needed a man was for sperm and um, lifting heavy things. Other than that, there really wasn't much use. So this attack on black males goes back 400 years. And you can see, even when you look at TV commercials, you see white men positioning themselves with black women. And again, it's this, this, this constant inculcation that, that, that the attack that black men are under it leads to the 85% of black boys not having a daddy in the house. I agree with you on that, but I'm going to add some nuance to that, right? Because we can, we can go back to, we can go back to public housing and we can go black back to the fact that, you know, you couldn't have a man in the household. To get benefit. Could not have a man in the house. You got to qualify. I want my people to have these housing. So I'm going to move around and he moved from pillar to post to different women. Right. But here's That's the right. deal. Every man didn't do that. And that's exactly a lot of men had discipline, and we can we feel can, as though we're supposed to take care of them, right? We can point to several. We can point to several men who 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 do something else and then send their money back to the crib or whatever it is. So I think, man, it's so much nuance to the argument to under, to really unpack it. But I think it's like this, right? When you think about it, say it, take it from a trauma perspective. I can't control what happened to me previously, but I can for goddamn sure control how I respond to it. That's my responsibility. Right. And then I can hold myself accountable to make sure that I don't put myself in a situation for that to happen again. If I if I have the means to do so. Right. Uh So while there is a full on assault on black men, statistically, you know what I mean? Subjectively, there's no argument about that. At the same time, we have to grab our nets and hold ourselves accountable and move forward and become the best we can become without worrying about the trophy on our arm first, right? Like I say, it's never too late to put first things first. And first things first is taking care of your goddamn self, right? And Okay. Let's switch gears for a second. Um, Go ahead, Mr. 1950. I I just wanted to say this real quick, and I I know that last slide that, that you had up about the no job, and I understand the ladies, right? And these these are these particular ladies here on this panel that's saying that. But let's just be honest. Good D goes a long way. And what I'm telling y'all is, and what I'm telling you is, that's not on that list. But there's grown women that have all this stuff that still mess with brothers with D. And and, and because in their head, that's validation. Or this is something I need and want. And then all of a sudden, he's living in the crib. A lot of women really don't want to face the fact that that you are jump off too. Some men just need a rebound. Like my, my, my grandpa's used to always say, hey, man, 
If I'm broke, just drop me off at the club. I'll rebound. It ain't, it ain't going to be nothing for me to go ahead and, and, and get one of these women. You ain't got no job. You ain't got no car. You ain't got nothing going for yourself. But guess what? I got this Mac game, and I can make her feel good, and I'm one good check away from leaving her. So she's going to be a part of the statistic. I just have to stop. I'm just keeping it real. The point to a a woman, she just, enough is enough. You know, enough is enough is enough. And if I can't list you on my emergency contact instead of my dad, absolutely not. I just, listen, I can't it with the whole good deed. Maybe when I didn't have value, but once you know who you know and you've gone through hell and you've gone through things in your life, you just say, hell no. No, so I, yeah, think, yeah, I, think, it, I think he just. I'm, that's I think like, he, no. You say that now. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, I got some. I got some smooth. Forever. I got some smooth homeboys that will make you feel like you're the princess of the earth. <laughs> and that will be at Thanksgiving. It's just November. No. <laughs> they they'll be invited to Thanksgiving this this November. You're not exempt. You're not on the exempt list. Exactly. Um, do you see that comment? You want to show me the D, you don't have a car to get to my house. That is correct. That is correct. Man, look at her. Let me let me (laughs) tell y'all something. I am a walking (laughs) witness. Hey, look, let me tell you something. I didn't really want to say it like this, but I am a walking witness to the game. And I'm telling you right now, I'm talking about speech like women, congresswomen. I'm talking about legislators that they that they be like, you know what? Hey, what are you doing? What's going on? Because socially, they're not acceptable. They cannot deal with some without a comfort of a man. Let's keep it real. My brother was talking about mental health. He was talking about mental health. Let's talk about it real. Yeah, yeah. 80 to 90 percent of human beings suffer from that. So what do you think men feed in? Where do you get these statistics from? You just throw out all these random statistics that come from nowhere. I throw out out in my world. This is this is my world right here. This is what do you do? No, 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 no. This is my this is my world. I don't know what you're talking about. Right now. Because this is this is my world. I'm speaking for men right now. I'm speaking no, for a lot of brothers. Men you know. That's who you're oh, here we go. Here we go. And so and so if I don't know nothing, so if I don't know something, but you be cool with a white man writing a book, right? And believe it. You be cool with a white man writing a book and be like, oh yeah, this is right. He done did it. He done surveyed. Well, I can easily put out an Amazon books with survey. Okay. I can, you have not made a attempt. I can three way. I can three way one of my homeboys <laughs> down here tell you the same thing. Well, exactly. One of your fifty homeboys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're being. I don't want to hear. Hey, when I do this, shut up. <laughs> okay, my bad. My bad. I got I got. I, I, I'm, I'm, my bad. Thank you. The audience can't hear what you're saying. Someone just said y'all are having five conversations. We're trying to make this a meaningful experience. No, we're not. It's only 1950. He sounds like 10 people because those are the 10 people we surveyed. <laughs> so now we so now we're attacking. Okay. <laughs> now we're attacking. So guys, we'll be back next Sunday for part two of this dating panel. And it'll be the same characters from part one. Yes, we're ending in the attack mode. You heard Mr. 1950 accuse Tasha of attacking him. Let's see what happens next episode and how we conclude things. There were a lot of great points made tonight on this part of the episode. Again, if you have any questions, please DM or email me. If you stay tuned, you'll hear the ways to follow me, and I'll give out that information again, my social social media, the email, as well as my website. I appreciate you guys for taking the couch for me, not for me, with me, with me. I appreciate you guys taking the couch with me. I'm out of here. Be good. Give love. Spread love. And um, brain love. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. 
balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe, reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need, it's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs, know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations, limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership, own your mistakes, learn from them, and move on. Vengeance is not yours, it's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication, don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love.